Sit back, take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression Sit back, take a listen to this lesson about how we turn Pain to progression, pain to progression Bank statement at the bank statement, now they think I'm flexing right Take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression This is that, pain to progression, right? Pain, pain to progression. Pain to progression. Pain, pain to progression. That beat and intro by Philip Brayshaw is sick. All right, y'all. Welcome to season two, episode two of Pain to Progression with Regis Arzu. Money management for the rest of us. Now, who's the rest of us? Have you ever been in a heated argument with your significant other about money? If so, then you indeed are the rest of us. It happens sometimes. But we just have to push through and hold on to that love that we have for each other. I promise you, what you can accomplish together is more powerful than the love for money. Power in numbers. Remember that. Power in numbers. Okay, guys. I know that was pretty specific. But why am I talking about love and money? Because today is Interview Fridays. And I'm super excited to talk to you about this exclusive interview I have today. Now, I'm trying not to get too hype here. But come on. Have you ever wondered about what Jay-Z and Beyonce talk about when they talk about money? Yep, I said J and B. Have you ever wondered what kind of arguments they get into and even what their lowest and highest moment when it comes to money is? Me too. I really have wondered. Well, I guess we'll find out one day, but not today. Because I have the next best thing to Beyonce and Jay-Z. I have an exclusive interview with Johnny and Jocelyn Perry. Now, for those of you that are new to my podcast, Interview Fridays are when I introduce you to a successful person that's done well with their money. Now, I want to elaborate on two things. I consider success as having that elevated financial state of mind. And the other thing is, the reason why I consider the people I interview successful is because they are considered successful in comparison to how we grew up. They are the rest of us. When I mean the rest of us, I mean those of you that grew up in the projects, those of you that grew up in the ghetto, and those of you that didn't have anything growing up. My interviews are made to introduce you to someone that has came from where you came from and have made it out. There was no one that grew up telling us how to handle our money, so I'm hoping these stories would help answer some of those questions you may have and inspire you and teach you to be successful yourself. And not if, when you make it, hit me up so I can interview you for this podcast. So let's talk about Johnny and Jocelyn Perry for a second. Typically, I interview one person, but today with this exclusive interview, I'm interviewing a couple. Both of them from the hood, just like me and you, and both of them have went through the same obstacles you have gone through or that you're going through now. So I'm biased here because this is family. But who says you can't learn from family, right? And not to mention, after you hear this interview and truly get to know them, they'll feel like family to you too. Now, because this interview is with two people, this will be a slightly extended episode, so let me just jump right into it. Now, without further to-do, this is my interview with Johnny and Jocelyn Perry. All right, guys. Hey, so I have uh, Jocelyn and Johnny, and thank you guys for for doing this interview. How are you both doing? Good, good. I'm doing good. Doing great. All right, so I have two people. This is really exciting because typically I interview one person. My intent in this interview with both of you is 
is because in society and in this country specifically, um, if not the biggest, the number one, the number two reason why people get divorced is due to financial reasons. And I define financial success as a state of mind. And in my opinion, I feel like you guys have that financial success and that state of mind. And I think there's your story, your financial journey can tell us and help other people out there, our listeners, through their relationship and some of the things they can do. So so just through your financial journey, I just kind of want to ask you a few questions. So if that's okay, I, w- I want to ask um, first Johnny, then Jocelyn. Can you tell me about your financial upbringing? Like how was your, your upbringing when it came to money? So like most of us in our community, I grew up financially illiterate. What that means is that uh, I would have $5 in my pocket, but I would find a way to spend 10 put it on credit, right? I grew up there. We've always put it on credit. So for me, it wasn't until later in life that I realized that in order to achieve the goals, you know, the house and all the, the cars and stuff like that, you had to put yourself in a position where, you know, you knew where each dollar was coming in and where it was going out. But as a young man, uh, it was hard to see that, right? Because, you know, it's all about um, the now, like, you know, what can I get for myself now, not for, you know, what can I save for now for tomorrow? And uh, that's something that, you know, I want those that are listening to realize that even if you start with your savings $5 a week, you know, next thing you know, you're saving $10 a week, you know, all that stuff really does add up. And, you know, everything that you save, you know, go a long way. Dave? Well, for me, um, like you as yourself, and we was brought up financially illiterate. Um, my parents was never the type to give us anything. Like in order for us to make money, we had to make, well get money. We had to pretty much make it. You know, either working part time. I used to work at McDonald's, making minimum wage. And, you know, twenty dollars to me was like a thousand dollars. So I didn't really have any bills, or you know, didn't have anything for like my husband. You know, if I had $20, I would act like if trying to spend, like, if I had, like, 50 or, you know. So saving was never part of our vocabulary, you know, at least it wasn't taught to us. So, you know, growing up, it became a little difficult for me to get to where I'm at now because it wasn't something that was even spoken about pretty much. That's That's the thing, like, you know, in my house now, like, you know, we teach our children, you know, like, even just those $5 savings, right? Like, it's, it's so hard to people grasp. You know, it's okay to look at your account and have money in there, right? You don't have to spend it every time that you have it. So I think that's a struggle that I see with uh, a lot of people, is seeing that money and not having the urge to be able to spend it on something. Okay, so not, and I'm just curious, to so not put you on the spot, Johnny. I like Jocelyn, just in case you don't know. How long have you guys been together and how long have you guys been married? <laughs> So, You've been married. Uh, oh, oh, you answered that question, man. You got this. Go <laughs> okay. Uh, mm. So we officially became a couple uh, really? December 30th of, of 96. Uh, mm. And before that, you know, we met August of 95. I can't tell you the date, right? Mm-hmm. The 21st. Okay, August 21st of 95. And uh, we've been married since July 8th of 98. 
two, which makes it a total of 21, 22 years married. 22 years married. That's awesome. That's amazing. So my question, how was it financially as a couple when you first were together? Was, like, money a thing, or did both of you guys just spend frivolously, or... Um, they, they, I think well, you should answer this one. <laughs> I, I already, I already have plans. So with me, going back to what I said, money was never a thing in my, ho- my house. So once I was able to have access to it, I pretty much was very irresponsible with, with it, when it came to it. Tommy, on the other hand, he was the one that, you know, he'll pay the bills and with that money, I will figure out, I can tell you a million things I can do with it other than paying bills. You know, it took me a while. So that kind of did bring a lot of friction at home because he's thinking more about, like, hey, you know, savings and, you know, doing other things with their paying bills. And I'm like, mm, I like that shirt. Let me go buy it, knowing very well that I can't afford it. So in the beginning, it was it was kind of challenging. And I think, you know, it, both of us had to grow up, but I have more growing up to do when it came to financial stuff. If I can add to that, too, you know, like in a relationship, Jocelyn mentioned, you know, when the illiteracy amongst ourselves, you know, put me in particular in a position where there was a sense of resentment, right? Because it's like, you know, to this day, you know, I'll be 42 next Wednesday. To this day, at midnight when I get paid, I'm waking up paying all my bills, right? You know, even though. You know, a lot of them are all of that. I want to make sure that they're set up. And then, like, you know, until I know that those, that money or the bills is out, that's when I feel like, okay, we want to go buy a little something. And But luckily, you know, through the times and communicating, you know, Jocelyn's gotten really good at it now. So something I want to kind of talk about a little bit more. So the reason why people get divorced is because there's quite a disconnect in when it comes to to money and it sounds like there was initially a disconnect yes where where did it align and how did it align to the point where you're both kind of on the same level when it comes to money i think it took for me to grow up and see things yeah. different so I, I i guess i got tired of fighting you know like johnny would be the one like i said he was the responsible one there was a, a few times where he put me in a position to have to take care of the bills. And I'm telling you, if I did not almost fail in that subject, I would probably would have failed because I would wait to the last minute to pay stuff or, you know, I just wasn't mature enough to take that responsibility. And I knew that once I had to change in order for it to, like, get better. So eventually I was like, you know what, I'm going to take more responsibility for, you know, my bills and then help around the house with his, with the bills that, you know, he's been paying and, you know, once I started put more attention and he started teaching me more, then things like to level out and then, you know, this helped you are here now. Yeah, but if I can also add, I think that it was more than just the maturity level too. I think that it also took active communication amongst ourselves, right? Because I felt like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, this is my better half, you know, if I don't put the time in to like, hey, babe, like you really need to get this down and this is the reasons why. I don't think that the maturity would have just did it alone. You know, it took for us to actually communicate to one another and a couple of, you know, big arguments here and there, you know, being totally transparent with the listeners to get us to where we are today. 
So, and it may be the same answer, but for, for you both, when in the relationship did it go from you both were was 17, 18 years old dating and you didn't know anything about money or, you know, you're just trying to look all cool, Johnny, for, for Jocelyn and just spending money of on course. these things um, to now where, like, okay, we you guys are aligned, saving, 401k, retirement. Where is it when you, your state of mind when it came to money as a relationship changed? I think that when we realized that, for me, when, we, when I realized that we are so much stronger together than apart financially. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about we were separating. And we, I'm talking about, like, even in the same house, like, when, when you had the same financial mindset together, when when you know for a fact that we got these bills, this is the money that's coming in. So we actually broke down, like, you know, like, you know, I broke down, like, what is coming in collectively. I'm like, man, together, we're we making a killing, but we're not working together. So it took for us to actually visually see it. Like, I had to write it down and see, man, I'm making this much money, you're making that much money. Uh, this money, this much money is going out. Where the hell are we spending the rest of our money, you know? Yeah. I think that that's turning point for me. For me, I think it was when I wanted more for my family, you know, like you wanted the, the house and, you know, the cars. And I was like, you know, in order for me to, for us to get that, you know, we have to work together. And I can't, you know, just be a selfish somebody and expect to have these things. So, you know, that was my turning point. So when I said, okay, I, I know that my family deserves better and we want more for each other, then I was like, you know, it's time to, like, buckle down and make sure that things get done. Okay, so to clarify, kind of repeating what you're saying. So, Johnny, for you, it was more when you looked at your situation, wrote, like, wondered where is my money going and wrote it down, like, seeing that, that situation kind of made you realize, okay, we got to change things. And Jocelyn, yeah. are you saying that when it came to looking at your family situation and saying, okay, I want better, like that that time when you made that decision is when you realize, like, we have to make a change. Yeah. Did I get that? Yes, you did. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Now, with whatever you want to, as, as transparent as you want to be, what would you say is your lowest financial moment as a relationship? Let's see if we got this together, baby. Yeah, I know where you're going. Uh, Thanksgiving 2009. Thanksgiving 2009, we put ourselves in a position where uh, we had to go pawn stuff to be able to have money to to have. Well, let's not even, let's go a little further than that. Before okay. it was like the summer of 2009 is when we had decided we purchased a home, remember, in Jersey, that one we couldn't afford. So that was one thing that we did wrong, you know. We purchased a home that we couldn't afford, and we had to sell it in order for us to move. But because the house was underwater, we had no other choice but to short sell it, right? So explain to the listeners what underwater means. So, yeah, the value of the house is way less than what you owe. So in order for anything to happen, we have to pretty much have the bank take over and try to sell the house for a fraction of the cost, right? Am I right? Yeah. But to clarify, good job. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. And and I'm just going to clarify. Yeah. So 
when usually houses you owe less than what the house is valued at. And in your situation, yes. your house was upside down, so you owed yes. more than the value of your house. And you, yes. out of, you guys had to go out of pocket to just sell your house, put it that way, which is typically yes. not the case. Yes, correct. So when we in the process of selling the house, thank God the house finally sold. But we had lost, like I said, a lot of money in that. So in the transition of us moving from Jersey to Virginia, which ended up being November of 2009, right, right? 2009? Mm-hmm. We came into Virginia with absolutely nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. So once on Thanksgiving time, Sonny <laughs> and I were sitting there trying to figure things out because our biggest thing is, you know, our family, our kids mean everything to us. So we always want to do you know, for them and give them the best that we can. So we were sitting at home, the kids were in school, and then it was right before Thanksgiving, and um, um, my comadre and they had given me an idea a while ago. She was saying certain things. Um, yeah, you know, Pawnee Jury, and for some reason that was in my head. So my husband, he had a chain, a gold chain, because we were so, like, over it to the point that we just took a nap. We just laying there, we especially just fell asleep because you know what else to do. Because we didn't have no money. Mm-hmm. So then I woke up and I was like, Dave, how much do you want that chain? And then he was like, why? And I said, I remember uh, my comadre telling me about um, pawning jewelry. Let's go do that. And then he was like, all right. <laughs> so we went mm-hmm. and we pawned the jewelry. They gave us like, for the chain, they gave us like, what, 250 We were shocked that they gave us that much. We immediately got in the car and went to the commissary, which is the supermarket with the military. So we went to the, the supermarket and bought what we could for Thanksgiving to make it happen for our kids. And I feel like that was the lowest because, you know, we, though we've been in situations where we don't know, you know, we don't have two nickels to work together. But at that time, being as a holiday, you know, two small children, we wanted to, you know, give them the best that we could. And, you know, we felt like if it wasn't for that, we don't know what you could have done. And I have Thanks. to kind of, I want I want to dissect that a little bit. So, and this is a two-part question. For you, Johnny, how did it feel, as a man, as a provider of the family, feeling like, man, this is what I have to resort to for Thanksgiving? And Jocelyn, for you, as the, the wife in the house and saying, I, I'm the glue. Like, how did it feel that, like, Man, this is what it has to come to resort to just to feed our family. Like, what was that feeling like? Do you remember? Of course, of course. Like, I mean, that's something that I will never forget. For me, I, I, I am a very proud man. You know, I'm a proud man. I'm a proud father. I'm a proud husband. And for me, like, I just, like, how did I allow myself to get to that point? Even though I knew how, right? Because you know, I had to short sell my home, and we pretty much had to clean out our savings and investments to be able to do that. Uh, it, it 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 gave me such strength, though, right? To like, I felt like once I got through that situation, never to allow myself in that situation again. Mm-hmm. And my life has been completely different because of that. Made me more savvy in you know home purchasing, and you know making sure that you know there's a an emergency fund, a reserve fund, you know, a savings, you know, like all those different types of funds available for, you know, the next t- tough time that comes in our lives, which there have been, and uh, we've been able to, you know, learn from that 2009 experience, but it won't repeat itself. 
What about for you, Jocelyn? As the woman of the house, the glue, the person that, that just has to make sure it's all tied in, how did it feel knowing that we have to res- go and go to your husband and say, hey, like, you got to lose that or, you know, are you okay losing that to be able to give your kids a Thanksgiving? You know, not for nothing. I, I look at things we I always live my life with the sense that my husband knows. I always look at the cup half full rather than half empty. So I don't look at it with, with that situation. I was actually thankful because we had an outlet. You know, it may not have been much, but it was something, you know. So mm-hmm. for me, it was a, a hallelujah moment. Like, you know, I got something to help in the situation that we was in. So as a wife, it made me like, okay, this problem is solved, at least temporarily, you know, so it made me feel somewhat accomplished, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. All right, so let's, let's look at the other side of the, the coin. When, it, when did you realize as a couple that you looked around, you looked at whether it was your account or your house or whatever it was, and you were like, holy crap, like, we are here. We are in a position that we never thought we'd be in. Life is, yeah. is good. Um, and not to take away that life could always be better, but, I mean, there has to be a point where you're like, man, I grew up from this, and now I am here. Wow. When did that happen? Or tell me more about that. That happened several times, actually. <laughs> I mean... Somehow, I mean, not to sound, please don't take it the wrong way. I don't want to sound mm-hmm. like I'm counting, but at the end of the day, we work for what we got. So from house one to house two and now house three, you know, you go from owning one house in Jersey, selling it, owning a second house, you know, selling it, and now being in what we consider our dream home. We didn't think that, we, not that we didn't think, but, you know, to be in this position now and, you know, and still growing because. Johnny and I both are not content with where we at, you know, and I think that's why we mesh so well because we want more. Even if, you know, people are like, all right, we've settled here, we want more, you know, but it's just several times, I mean, I don't know. Everything that, you know, God has blessed us with, you know, our health, the house that we're in now, the cars, you know, the success, you know, the continued success, you know, and it's just like, you know, we're covered by it. Okay. For me, I think, um, of course, you know, I always try to uh, strive and try to achieve more. But to me, I think uh, for 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 a lot of us that can say, you know, this this is you know my property, this is my home. You know, even though the first time that we own a home, we we struggled in that process, but we still went through that process. And I think that each time that, you know, we achieve home ownership has been something that I sit back and I'm like, man, like, you know, I grew up in forest projects and Castle Hill projects, you know, and now God's blessing with the opportunity for home ownership. I think those, those have been the turning points. It's not the cars, it's not the clothes. It's something that is tangible. And something that I can say, you know, this is the possibility of generational wealth being passed down to my kids. When I got my life insurance together and I got a universal health, a term life, an accidental dismemberment, I'm sitting down breaking down those things for my kids. 
you know, knowing that God forbid something happens for me, it would take your life from you, height. You know what I mean? That's when I was like, mm-hmm. man, like, these are things that, you know, I didn't even think about when I was younger. So, the many times we go to Disney and, like, I dreamed of Disney and, like, mm-hmm. Mickey's like, hey, Mr. Perry, welcome back, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and, and my kids is like, my son's like, you know, when, you know, we want to hibachi again? Like, hibachi? We were lucky to go to McDonald's, you know, or yeah. for those of us from the Bronx, you know, Johnny's restaurant. That was like our everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so many blessings, man, but each one is just a reminder that, you know, we got so much more to achieve, and I'm just so grateful for it all. And uh, one thing that I would never do is take it for granted. Yeah, definitely. And and I do want to, which I know you both will completely agree, none of it comes without hard work. Oh, my I could God. Absolutely. Look, I've been on active duty for 23 years, and, you know, like, it's it's been a hard 23 years, but, you know, with God's grace and the support of my family, it's one day at a time. Definitely. So my last question, which I think is a very, is one of my my favorite, more important questions for me, but it's for our audience, the people that, so for those listeners right now that are either in a relationship where it's just tough for them and, and they are thinking about divorcing or whether it's, um, or breaking up or whether it's another relationship where they're just trying to figure out how to be whatever version of successful that they may feel that is, what is your advice to those couples out there? And I'm asking both of you guys separately. Um, definitely stick it out. Come communicate. Like my husband said, communicate. Come up, come up with a plan. You know, set goals. Definitely, you know, because if you don't have things in perspective, then how do you expect things to happen? You know. So definitely, just be patient with one another. One, one another. That's a huge thing. You know, because in the beginning, Johnny has to be very patient with me. You know, and. Thank God that he did because, you know, if that wasn't the case, you know, who knows what we'll be right now. But um, definitely put things in writing if need to. Like, look at, like you said, write things down, you know, set up a budget, you know, just definitely just talk about it. And then, you know, eventually things will start, you know, coming together, you know. Put God first. <laughs> because none of you. Or the behavior, I'll tell you that. Without a doubt, but definitely, definitely, 1,000% keep people out of your business. Like, I'm telling you, like, for me personally, I know some of my family had best intentions for me early on, but, you know, they didn't realize the impact on those words that they were telling me about what I should do next. Instead of, you know, being able to sit there and talk to my wife and try to explain it to her, I'm over here seeking advice for people that they didn't even know, you know, what, you know, certain financial situations were. So how can I, you know, you give me guidance on something that, you know, in reality, I don't mean to sound callous, but you are unfamiliar with. Find a way to talk to one another instead of against one another. And I always remember, you know, that you are only as strong as your weakest link, and if your significant other is weak in something, help him or her take get to that level so you guys can be strong together. Yeah. 
And now I pay all my bills. And, on <laughs> <laughs> and, and to confirm, your house is not upside down anymore. Is that correct? Uh, absolutely not. Perfect. Happy to hear that. Absolutely not. Happy to hear that. Thank you very much, guys, for the uh, for letting us go through your financial journey. I'm sure this will be very helpful for people. Any final thoughts? Me? Yes, the first. I just want to uh, thank you, uh, my cousin, for this opportunity. Uh, this is a pathway that in our community is not taken seriously enough. And hopefully for those listening, uh, you know, one day at a time, you know, todo cambia con tiempo. You know, por mientras que trabajes y lo quieres hacer, it's possible. As long as you work hard for it, you know, you're going to achieve it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, and, you know, anything is possible. Look at us. We're two high school sweethearts from the projects, you know, and here we are owning, you know, our third home. And, you know, so it's possible. It's definitely, as long as you put the work in, you can achieve that and more. So just keep going. Cool. Thanks again. We're here for, and, and for the audience listening, I will have interviews with, with Johnny and Jocelyn separately. So just stay tuned. Thanks again, guys. We'll chat. Thank uh, you. Yeah. All right. Bye, bye. Amazing information there. I want to give a huge shout out to Jocelyn and Johnny Perry for being very honest, vulnerable, and just being real with us. It was a lot of great information. I hope this helps you and your relationship. As I said in the interview, money is one of the top reasons why couples break up and get divorced. With respect, We don't need any more baby mothers and baby fathers out there. We need more husbands and wives. And I hope Beyonce and Jay-Z, I mean, Johnny and Jocelyn did a great job teaching you about love and money through their financial journey. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. So this is where I ask you to please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and to share this episode with someone you feel can benefit from the information. But I'm not going to ask that of you today because Johnny and Jocelyn were so amazing that you're going to just give the five stars on Apple Podcasts without asking. And you're going to share this because the content was so great and amazing. I mean, why not, right? All right, guys. I'll see you all on Mindset Monday, where we'll get our minds right when it comes to that money. You all have a good and safe weekend, my kings and queens. Sit back, take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression Sit back, take a listen to this lesson about how we turn Pain to progression, pain to progression Bank statement at the bank statement, now they think I'm flexing right Take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression This is that, pain to progression, right